Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Getting ready for the weekend? Get your Friday quick fix now with Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney on the Growing Up Rock podcast. Tell that slave driver to shove that sweatshop right up his head. Take this job and shove it. I'm taking what they're giving because I'm working for a living. All around us, the intersections of space and time are conjoined in the cosmos with the apex of the vortex of the ozone and the E-zone and the Y-zone phases into one bitch of a weekend. Nothing matters but the Okay, Grown Up Rock listeners, welcome to the weekend. Welcome to your Friday Quick Fix. In this particular episode, we are going to do a concert review. So, my lovely wife, Jen. Hello, Jen. Hello. My lovely wife, Jen, and I went to a concert last night, and we saw The Struts and an opening act from Detroit called Mac Saturn. So, let me give you a quick little history on the Struts. The Struts are a British rock band formed in Derby, England in 2012. The band consists of lead vocalist Luke Spiller, guitarist Adam Slack, bassist Jed Elliott, and drummer Gavin Davies. The band has three albums out, and they got a new one coming this year called Pretty Vicious. Okay, so let's start with the venue that the band performed at. So they performed at a place called the Eastern here in Atlanta, Georgia. This is the second band that we've seen in this particular venue. The venue holds around 3,000 people. We saw a hailstorm earlier this year there. What do you think about the Eastern as a whole? This is quickly becoming one of my favorite venues in Atlanta. Brand new, has great stadium, or I don't know what you call that, tiered 
seating, but I love that it's multi-level. You've got great views, still intimate, perfect size for a show, lots of room for people so that you feel the energy and the crowd is uh, totally into it, but everybody can see, you can hear really well. I love it. And the acoustics are pretty good in there as well. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. Sounded great to me. Yeah. The band has definitely grown out of the smaller clubs here in Atlanta, so their popularity is raising and we can see that before our very eyes because we've seen the crowds grow the times that we've seen them here in Atlanta. And these are um, passionate fans. I mean, they're absolutely singing every word to the song. In fact, you know, one of the things that I sometimes hate is that they let the, the crowd sing some of the best moments of the song. They just turn the microphone around and they don't sing it. And this crowd, no problem with the words. It was fantastic. It wasn't a sold out show, but it was definitely packed to the rappers. So I would say there were probably 2,500 people there, maybe out of the 3,000 that the club holds. And it's standing room only downstairs. So it's a general admission standing room only downstairs. And then, like Jen said, it has multi levels. So in the other couple levels, it's ha- they have these big concrete kind of bleacher stadium seating where you can just sort of sit. Uh, on these concrete blocks. It's uh, it's pretty nice and they keep the temperatures really comfortable. So let's start with the opening act. So as I said earlier, the opening act was a band from Detroit called Max Saturn. They only have like an EP and a couple of singles out. I couldn't find any albums on them. I went to listen to them ahead of time. My personal thoughts were that they sort of sounded like Maroon 5, but I was way off base when I saw them live. Jen, Let's start with what did you think of the band first when I played the music before we saw them? So when you played the the set list that you'd put together, I was a little bit concerned about why they put them on the bill. I thought that the energy level wasn't going to match the energy level of the struts and kind of felt that they were a little bit loungy or uh, just laid back anyway. Yeah, so their music is sort of a mixture, um, at least on record, their music is a mixture of 70s, almost like there's elements of R&B, early Stones, even slightly disco in certain places. It makes for an interesting mix of stuff, a little bit funky at times. But they channel kind of this 70s vibe. And when I say 70s vibe, I mean like, Rolling Stones, The Faces, Jeff Beck, that whole vibe. Uh, the singer looks exactly like Jeff Beck, actually, young Jeff Beck, that is. So they definitely channel that whole thing and the music. So I'll just get to the live part of the music. The singer was energetic. He came out with energy. He had great movements. He definitely, definitely takes a lot from Mick Jagger. He has a lot of the Mick Jagger hand gestures and and just things like that. No hands on the hips, luckily, uh, from Jagger, but he definitely has his own thing. He does. He takes some of the the James Brown footwork uh, and puts that to use and. Uh, He was just really good. He sounded good. The band sounded good. They're all great players. 
I can say this. I only heard their music once, maybe twice on record before actually seeing them live. And when they played the songs live, I knew all the songs. So only having heard the songs once or twice, I recognized them almost instantaneously live, which to me says something, means that they're memorable. uh, And it means that they also sounded really good. So overall, I was way off base with the Maroon 5. I'm sorry, guys, if that's a a kind of a diss on you, but uh, it had that funky element. To me, now having seen them live, I would say more like sort of an emotional rescue time period era stones, that kind of feel. But they had some quicker moving stuff and uh, a little bit of jazziness in there as well. What's your overall thoughts? I Look, I would totally see these guys again. I definitely want to give the um, recorded music another couple listens because I agree. I thought they were fantastic. Their energy was excellent, totally on point for opening for the Struts. I don't think they could have asked for a better opening band. And I, they were the surprise of the night for sure. Yeah, and they definitely got a really good crowd response as well because they had a great crowd when they were playing. I mean, everybody was already there for uh, the Strut show. So they gave energy and the crowd gave them energy back. So overall, it's don't sleep on the opening acts. That's I, I mean, that's the biggest point that I want to make is is do not miss opening acts, whether you've heard of them or not. If it's something that you know and you just don't like, then that is what it is. But otherwise, if you're not familiar, you should always go and check out the opening act. So I'm going to play a quick snippet of Max Saturn. Check out this tune. It'll give you an idea of what they're all about. Like what you're hearing? Share this episode out. Post it to your favorite social network and let people know you're listening to the Growing Up Rock podcast. It will help us grow and we greatly appreciate it. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Okay, so moving on to the headliner, The Struts. This will be my fifth time seeing The Struts live and Jen's fourth time seeing The Struts live. So, Jen, I'll go straight to you. Give us all your feedback on the show itself. Well, you know, I wouldn't be there if I didn't really enjoy these shows. I mean, the performance is always off the chain. I think they're one of the most fun bands out there right now, and I just absolutely love it. And when they came out with my absolute favorite song of theirs, Dirty Sexy Money, like, how can it not be an amazing show? <laughs> they came out guns blazing. And I think that would uh, probably be my only thing is they hit you so hard with hits right away, like my favorite tunes, that it didn't really have anywhere to build to at that point i was kind of like wow okay hit me between the eyes right out of the gate pretty much the set list consisted of the majority of the first two albums the last album that they put out was kind of a guest appearance album so they had a bunch of people guest appearing on it and they did it while they were in lockdown for covid so i don't think the record really got much promotion i don't think the record did particularly well so the majority of their fans know the first two albums one thing that they did do that i thought was genius is that in the middle of their set they did somewhat of a medley of three or four songs from that last album and that way in my opinion it gave fans an opportunity to hear a piece of four different songs without tying up too much of the set and that way if you heard it you liked it maybe you go pick up that album that you missed so i thought that was genius as far as the set goes the set had everything i would have wanted to hear as a struts fan like jen said they hit you pretty heavy with a lot of the more popular stuff in the front part of the set list so when they got towards the back side, unless there were songs that you really, really loved, you might have already, you know, felt like everything was up front. I don't know. I didn't feel that way. You did, right? Yeah, that was more me than you. They saved plenty of great hits for the back. Like, I liked that he had done um, the kind of slower keyboard number and then came and brought the energy uh, way up by starting that medley with In Love With The Camera. They did their job in spreading them out. There definitely were plenty of, of hits sprinkled throughout. Yeah, so overall for me, the set moved. The musicianship was great. It sounded good. I didn't detect any kind of backing tracks or anything like that. Everything sounded pretty much on as a live aspect. They do a great job of getting the crowd involved and where a lot of crowds know like some of the huger hits and just do the words to those. This crowd pretty much knew 
all their set list, knew the entire set list. And the one thing I'll say that occurred to me while I was watching the Struts last night was the Struts music, love it or hate it, their songs are tailor-made for stadiums and arenas and big crowds because they're just so hooky, in my opinion. And there are so many parts that the crowds just love to sing with them and they take advantage of that. And that's one of the great things about seeing the Struts live. And for me personally, this is the first time I saw the struts with a bigger stage and actual production behind them because it was kind of trimmed down the first few times that I've seen them. So seeing them with that and seeing them with the packed 2,500 people in front of them, it was pretty cool. You can see how they've grown. And that crowd energy is just lights up the show. I mean, that's part of what makes it such an incredible show is, like Steve said, they put out huge energy and the crowd puts it back. So let's get to the elephant in the room. One of the things is, is that Luke is a, he's a flamboyant singer. So he, he loves guys like Freddie Mercury and David Bowie. And just he loves that flamboyancy and he, he wears it on his sleeve. And we were sitting kind of far back from the stage so we could see him. And basically, he came out with this sequenced kind of shirt pullover thing. For me, I was thinking it, but I didn't say anything until Jen leaned over and, Jen, what'd you tell me? (laughs) As soon as I saw that sequined tunic that he had on and the guy liner and the hair, I was like, man, I can't get away from the fact that he looks just like Liza Minnelli. Yep. From a distance, Luke Spiller, unfortunately, was channeling Liza Minnelli, (laughs) which I I look, I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing for a rock band. You'd rather be channeling Jagger or Bowie or something like that. But, you know, he's got his own style. He's cool. It was just a little bit too, uh, that was a little bit too close to the vest for me. Look, they put on such a sexy show that I have to say that was a turn off for me. <laughs> like normally between the lyrics, their energy, they put on a really sexy show and <laughs> that didn't do it for me. But overall, again, it was a great show. The one thing is, is that pretty much on every show that they've done ever since we've seen them, they always like to do a cover song of sorts. And they put out a bunch of cover songs, you know, as singles as well. This time they decided they were going to cover Lord's Royals, which... I guess on the surface sounds like a cool idea and they definitely changed it up uh, from the original version and sort of rocked it out a bit. If you're familiar with the song Royals by Lord and you don't like it, maybe you like the more rocked up, quicker version of it that the Struts did. For me, one of the things I like about the original version is that it had a good groove to it, a good drum machine part, and it loses all that when it gets sped up. So I didn't necessarily love that version of it. And my wife leans over to me and you say what? (laughs) I said it sucked. I I just I gave it an immediate thumbs down. I like the Lord version way too much. I um with Steve, I totally respected the fact that they rocked it, but it just totally missed like vocally, their vocals were fine. I don't want to act like they're off key or something, but it just missed some of that uh sweetness and I don't know. I it didn't work for me. So overall, the show was a great night out, great date night for us. 
good concert, well worth. I think we paid 44 bucks a ticket. So I think it was, that was fees and all. So I think it was somewhere in the 90, it was, I think I paid 93 bucks for the two general admission tickets. And then of course you got parking on top of that and everything else that goes along with it. But it was a great double bill, got a surprise opening act that turned out to be really worthwhile. And then the struts played for a good hour and 40 minutes almost two hours i would say they gave you uh which i think is uh super fair in today's market so overall that's my two cents worth do you have anything to add before we get out of here only that we're going to keep seeing them every time they come to town or even when you know they're nearby that they're just a great concert band can't wait to see them again yeah and it's a fun night out so that's it go get your weekend started see ya Thanks for listening. You got your fix. Now, let's shuffle, rattle, and roll into the weekend. make sure you hit that follow button to subscribe to Growing Up Rock Podcast so you don't miss an episode. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.